This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group with showrooms in Canterbury and Maidstone, offering a range of new and approved used cars, including MG, Seat and Vauxhall. Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, it's Tuesday, September the 6th. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. Hope you're okay. On a day that's seen all of the formalities completed, which means we now have a new Prime Minister. Liz Truss has been appointed by the Queen at Balmoral in Scotland. Coming up in the podcast, we'll be hearing from businesses in Kent who are urging her to urgently tackle rising energy prices. Find out what they're paying now and how steeply their bills are set to rise. Also, in today's episode, we'll be finding out about the large knife sculpture that's gone on display in Maidstone. But first today, firefighters have been tackling a huge fire at one of the most historic buildings on the Isle of Sheppey. Crews were called to the water tower in Sheerness at about nine last night and initially told people living nearby to keep windows and doors closed because of the smoke. Well, footage, which you can see at Kent Online, shows flames and that smoke billowing into the night sky. The Victorian building on Trinity Road has been derelict for some time, but there were plans to bring it back into use. Our reporter, John Nerden, has been to the scene of the blaze. Once a proud building, it's been standing here for over 120 years. Uh, and now it's, it, it's just a ruin once again. It has been derelict for a number of years, um, but many islanders have had wonderful plans to restore it. Uh, plans including a, uh, uh, a a restaurant with a farmer's market underneath. Uh, someone also came up with a great idea to have a uh, nightclub in, 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 in the upstairs. Uh, and of course, there is also plans uh, live uh, to convert it into luxury flats. Luxury flats which, are, which would be a stone throw from a blue flag beach. Uh, people laugh, uh, say, why would you do that at Sheerness? But really, the island is on the up. This is just uh, an absolute tragedy, I'm afraid. Uh, as soon as you come into the town, you can smell the, the acrid, acrid smell of smoke. Uh, at the moment, um, there's just one fire crew uh, on guard, including some, uh, some police. Last night, there were up to five fire crews and, uh, and what they call a height, a height vehicle, which is, a, between you and I, a, a crane uh, putting uh, water into the top of the, top of the building. And at its peak, there were flame smoke going straight into the night sky. This is, uh, make no mistake, a tragedy for Sheerness, a tragedy for the Isle of Sheppey. Thanks ever so much to John for that. Well, firefighters have also told us today that there are no reports of any injuries and it's not known yet how the fire started. As well as pictures of the fire, you can also see the building in its heyday and the plans to renovate it within the story at Kent Online. Kent Online News. Next, and as I mentioned at the start of today's podcast, Britain has a new Prime Minister. Liz Truss has been to Balmoral to meet the Queen following the official resignation of Boris Johnson. She'll spend the rest of today appointing a Cabinet, her top team, and will face Prime Minister's questions for the first time tomorrow. One of the main issues facing the new PM is rising energy prices, and that's what we're going to focus on now. Alistair Atkin is a guitar maker to the stars based in Canterbury. He's made instruments for the likes of Ed Sheeran, but is urging the government to take urgent action. 
He's been told his bills could significantly increase in the coming months. Currently, we're paying £6,000 a year for all our energy. Um, uh, we went online to see we're out of contracts in January. Um, and when we spoke to the uh, suppliers, we were asking what the rate would be if we you know, renewed that now, we got up to £24,000. Um, that was on Friday, and they only gave us one day to think about that. Because of the situation we've been in and waiting for the new PM, I felt pretty sort of I felt scared about signing something, you know, four times as much just sort of on the spur of the moment. Um, so I, I held off. But uh, there's sort of they're talking about the fact that it could get up to say fifty thousand pounds by January. So really, we need some clear, decisive information from the government as as to whether either they're going to help or they're not going to help. Uh, and we need to know what the help may be because people are having to make decisions all the time. This is happening right now to different businesses all over the country and some of them will go out of business. Uh, we employ 10 people here um, and we'd like to secure everyone uh, in, in the business to make sure that we can keep carrying on the way we are. You start switching off lights more, you know, but we, we use LED lights, so they don't really cost much. But we have heavy machinery here because we're, we're a proper, you know, workshop that, that is running machines all day. So you can't stop that stuff. And the, with the summer we've just had, the, um, the air conditioning has been on more than you'd want it to be. And you employ people, they expect, you know, to be able to, you know, breathe at work. So it's, it's, a, it's a difficult one. Um, yeah, we need some quick decisions from, from the government. Alastair Atkin there. We've also been speaking to Alex Gregg. He's from Fuggles Beer Cafe in Tunbridge and Tunbridge Wells and has been speaking to reporter Gabriel Morris from our colleagues at KMTV. We currently pay around £10,000 a year per site um, and right now, based on current pricing, we're looking at potentially increase of around fourfold. So across the whole business, it could be as much as um, sixty to eighty thousand pounds a year. That's if we renew at the moment, and obviously I'm quite worried about what it's going to be like in six months' time um, when our renewal actually comes up. It's it's pretty brutal for us. We don't our bottom line profit isn't that much. We quite simply will not be viable as a business if our electricity goes that high. Um, what can you do about it? We're trying to be creative. Um, you know, be that with our product choices and supplier deals. Um, Obviously, thinking about energy uses, usage as well is really, really important. Um, so, you know, it sounds ridiculous, but you know, things like taking out light bulbs, making sure that we've got lights on sensors back of house, um, considering when we turn certain bits of equipment on and off, um, and using more timers for electrical equipment. And even then, though, realistically, if I manage to save 20%, I'll be impressed. So, uh, yeah, it's it's. We're going to need, ultimately everybody's going to need some help. It's not just us, it's everybody. Retail, hospitality, the whole lot. It's going to get very, very tricky. You know, one of the challenges that we, that we have is that everyone's energy contracts all renew at a different time as well. So whilst some businesses have already been hit by this problem, some will be hit over the next few months. We get hit in six, there's some that won't get hit till 2024. So it's really difficult to raise prices without making yourself really uncompetitive. But we'll have to, if we have to pass it on, we'll have to pass it on. There's, there's no way we can cut costs enough to cover that kind of an increase. So could that see the price of a beer going up by four, um, four times what it, what it is at the moment then? I hope not, because um, then we'll be at about £20 a pint. Um, but you know, realistically, I think to cover it, we'd be looking in a region of around 25%. Um, 
is roughly my calculations on it. So that's, that's quite a hefty increase on the price of a pint. Now, their calls for action have been echoed by Jo James. She's the chief exec of the Kent Victor Chamber of Commerce. We actually heard from Jo in yesterday's podcast, and here's some more on what she had to say to me, specifically about energy prices. I'd like to see a cap on bills for, you know, yes, for, for, for individuals, but I want to see something for business. Because everything I've heard so far is is about us as individuals and not about business. Yes, we need to have a ceiling, but we also need to have a cut in VAT as well. Um, that would help to, to reduce VAT by 5%. That would help with uh, reduce the energy costs. If we talk in, I don't, I don't know, a month, two months time, what would you like the picture be, to be looking like as we head into Christmas, a really important time for an awful lot of businesses? What would you like to have been done within that time frame? Uh, what would I have liked to have done? Um, first thing, something around utilities, um, you know, energy costs soaring, um, you know, particularly as we go into the colder weather. Um, I'd like government to have done something about reducing the costs for business, but also setting up that government emergency energy grant scheme for those in in desperate need. Um, I'd like to have seen I'd like to have seen that done, um, but I would also like to to see something done about that occupational uh, shortage list because businesses are not going to to grow if we're not going to have the people to drive our businesses forward. So we need to do something about that. <clears throat> and also government to continue to um, uh, deliver business support to businesses uh, and also to continue with the skills agenda because the government have very much got behind skills um, along with colleges and working with chambers on the local skills improvement plans. Uh, which Kent and Victor, we, we've been designated um, the uh, employer representation body for Kent and Medway to drive that learning and skills improvement plan. So we'll be putting uh, the business voice right at the heart of skills planning. And I want the government to really continue to push the skills for business and the support for business. Well, it is being rumoured today that Liz Truss could well start her time at number 10 by freezing energy prices until 2024. It would mean typical bills would be held at £2,500 a year, plus we'd still get the £400 handout previously announced by the government. This proposal would cost around £100 billion, so it won't come cheap. One man tipped to be given a key role in the government is Tunbridge and Morning MP Tom Tugendhat. You may remember he launched his own leadership bid at the start of the contest and then went on to support Mrs Truss after he was knocked out of the race, where well, he's been sharing his thoughts on tackling rising energy prices. So businesses across our community are realising that the pressures that we're all facing on energy costs are going to hit harder in some of those businesses than they are on individuals because, of course, there isn't a price cap. We've got to look at what we've got to do. Now, there are various things we've got to do right now, and part of that is already being spoken about, uh, which is easing the green levy, making sure that we have uh, reduced the VAT on fuel. And part of that is what we've got to do abroad. I mean, the reality is the reason the fuel prices are so high is because of a war going on in Ukraine and the constraints that Russia is putting on energy shipments uh, to the West. And that's a huge problem. That's what we've got to focus on. It's only by fixing the supply issues 
that will be able to keep prices down. There's a huge number of projects that we need to put in place for many, many different ways of looking at energy supplies in our country and in our community. And that's why it's really important that we work together with businesses to make sure that what they're able to do is keep going in these difficult times. Businesses in our community have demonstrated enormous resilience through the COVID years and now uh, on our high streets today. And we need to be doing exactly what we can to make sure fantastic pubs like Fuggles stay open. You can also watch KMTV's report on this story today. If you missed Kent Tonight Live, you can watch it again by clicking on the tab on our website. You can also read this story on Kent Online, where we'd like to hear your thoughts. You can do that by leaving a comment. Meantime, a Kent MP is calling on the new Prime Minister to make tackling small boat crossings in the English Channel a top priority. Dover's Natalie Elphick says this is one of the reasons she backed her campaign and wants to see firm action. More than 2,100 people made the dangerous journey over the weekend. This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group with car dealerships in Canterbury and Maidstone. A teenage boy has been injured during a robbery at Blue Water. The 14-year-old from Gillingham was approached by a group of boys believed to be older. The victim's finger was cut as he tried to stop his attackers from ripping a chain from around his neck. He was also punched and threatened with a knife. A court's been told how a gang in Maidstone used double-sided tape and a fly swatter to steal post as part of a scam. Now, the group applied for bank cards and PIN numbers between May and August last year. They then retrieved the letters when they'd been put through letterboxes. The ringleader was arrested in Church Street and has been jailed for 19 months. A legal challenge against the government policy to send asylum seekers who cross the channel to Kent to Rwanda is continuing at the High Court. An attempt to get it underway was blocked by the European Court of Human Rights. The number of people who've made the dangerous journey, as I mentioned earlier on in the podcast, is almost as high as the whole of 2021, and that was 28,500. Well, Conservative MP Alex Shelbrook admits the Rwanda policy isn't perfect. Is it an ideal solution? No, not really. But everything else has failed. And, you know, we've got record numbers coming over in really dangerous situations. A Kent headteacher's resigned after an Ofsted report gave it one of the lowest ratings amid ongoing concerns about a bullying culture at the school. Inspectors downgraded the wield of Kent Grammar to requires improvement back in July, saying students did not feel comfortable to talk about their worries. School bosses have confirmed they're now beginning the recruitment process. The Kent Online podcast has been told people are threatening to have their dogs put down because they simply can't afford to look after them anymore. Sitting-born large-breed dog rescue say they've received more and more calls from pet owners who are struggling with the rising cost of living. They've rescued animals from as far afield as Scotland and are being asked to take up to 15 dogs a day. Kent Online reports. Pubs and bars across Kent could be facing a beer shortage with industrial action due to take place. Drivers and those who deliver beer at GXO Logistics have voted to strike. The company delivers to thousands of businesses here in the southeast with customers including Shepherd Name, along with Heineken, Whitbread, Admiral Taverns and the EL Group. Well, if the dispute over plans to close its depot in Dagenham is not resolved, it could result in shortages during the World Cup and in the run-up to Christmas. Meantime, firefighters and control room staff in Kent are going to be balloted on whether they want to strike over pay. In total, more than 32,000 members of the Fire Brigade Union across the country will vote in the coming weeks. 
If they choose to walk out, they could join nurses, barristers, rail staff and postal workers who are battling for higher wages in the face of the cost of living crisis. Now, a huge sculpture made from more than 100,000 seized blades is back in Kent to highlight what's been described as the country's knife crime epidemic. The Knife Angel, which has previously been on display at Rochester Cathedral, is going to be at the Lighthouse Church in Maidstone for the next month. One Maidstone Business Improvement District helped bring it to the town and are organising workshops to educate youngsters about the dangers of carrying knives. Melissa Hanley is from the group and has been speaking to Ish. We really wanted to bring it to Maidstone to highlight knife crime in the area, but the impacts of knife crime and how we can kind of teach people about knife crime, really. It's highlighting a really important issue, an issue that, you know, it's been described as an epidemic. There's been a big rise in, in you know, knife crime. How, how big of a problem do you see it for Maidstone at the moment? Yeah, I mean, we've obviously, uh, I mean, it's been in the news of it and there, there, there has been a few incidents in Maidstone. So it, so it is, um, it, it, it's bringing it home. It's very local to us. Um, so I think it's something that will kind of bring it to the forefront of people's minds and we're really trying. So we have quite a lot of literature around it. We've got a lot of support from our violence reduction unit. Um, we're going to be doing workshops for schools. So we're going to be teaching, um, you know, fairly young children, but in, in a way that's appropriate to them um, about the dangers of knife crime and and, and trying to get it at that early age, really. Yeah, and just focusing on, on young people in particular, um, the figure, the statue, it's a striking image, isn't it? It really is, you know, the amount of knives that are used to, to, to construct it. Are you hoping that, obviously, if a young person sees that, and obviously from the lessons that you're trying to learn, that they'll, they'll go away from it, really think about it deeply and be more conscious of that when they're going out and about or, you know, with their friends, that this is a real danger and it has a lot of serious consequences? Yeah, I really hope so. I mean, I know it, it, it's, it's a massive sculpture and it, it's, it's made of 100,000 knives and it, it's those knives that have obviously been, been involved in knife crime and it, it, it can be daunting. Um, but at the same time, I really think that, yeah, it's, it's going to educate young children. I mean, I have a, I have a young son and he's, he's really interested in seeing it and he's asking me a lot of questions already and I hope that will kind of stimulate the, the questions throughout the workshops and and again, teaching them in an appropriate way um, that it's not okay to carry a knife and the reasons why people do it and perhaps trying to prevent that for the future. After two weeks, travellers have moved on from a recreation ground in Gravesend only to move to another site in nearby Singlewell. A court order was issued yesterday to move the group of around 20 from St Gregory's Crescent. They've now pitched up in Sandown Road, less than two miles away. Some residents aren't happy and say it's making them not want to leave their houses. There's confusion in part of Ashford after a 5G mast appeared just months after plans for it were rejected. The 20-metre high pole on Bluebell Way is operated by the 3 network. Residents had raised concerns about it being an eyesore and possible health issue. Three say the mask was put up as it hadn't been refused within the given deadline. Kent Online reports. Now this is one of our most read stories today. An award-winning Kent Hotel has hit back at a bad review left on TripAdvisor, which described how one bed was propped up on bricks. A visitor to the Blazing Donkey and Ham near Sandwich gave it just a one-star rating, and you can see pictures of why by heading to the story on the website today. Well, bosses say the bed had been damaged by other guests the night 
night before when children used it as a trampoline and a temporary repair was carried out to avoid inconvenience. There are concerns over a plan to revamp an historic pub in Ramsgate and turn it into a bold landmark. Developers want to partially demolish the Royal Harbour in Harbour Parade and build new flats and a commercial area. They say it would encourage future regeneration into the area, but critics fear it will be bulky and obtrusive. And a man who installed his own Royal Mail-style postbox to stop people coming near his door has got a little bit more than he bargained for after residents started using it to post mail. At Kent Online, you can see a picture of the postbox at the end of the driveway in Aldington. Some villagers have even reported it to the council, but the owner says he's now made it clear it's for private use only. Kent Online Sport. Just one bit of football to update you on, and England's women are back in action tonight, despite already qualifying for the World Cup. Maidstone's Alessia Russo scored in their 2-0 victory over Austria at the weekend. They face Luxembourg this evening with kickoff at 7.30. We'll bring you details of the result in bulletins over on our sister radio station, KMFM, tomorrow morning. Well, that's all from us for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can also get access to the ad-free Kent Online premium site. To do that, just head to kentonline.co.uk forward slash subscribe. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online podcast. This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group with showrooms in Canterbury and Maidstone, offering a range of new and approved used cars, including MG, Seat and Vauxhall.